everyone. I'm Larissa Russell of Creative You, and I'm your host of the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Here's where we talk about the connection between creativity and healing by interviewing amazing creatives, spectacular healers, and inspiring people who have used creativity in their healing. What does it mean to be creative? What is creativity? You don't have to write a best-selling book or paint a masterpiece or even play in a rock band. Creativity is in everything that we do, in the ways we think, in the way we run a business, in our everyday lives, we are creative all the time. Let's talk about how we are creative and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally, right now on the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Hi everyone, I'm Larissa Russell of Creative You, and welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Today I have with me Amber Fife. Amber was one of our presenters for the Loving Healing Creating Summit we, that we ran in February, and we absolutely loved having her. You can still get access to that summit at www.creativeview.ca. So Amber lives on four wooded acres in South Jersey with her professor husband and homeschools her four children. Very brave woman. With degrees in math and art, Amber found photography the marriage of the two. After, decade, after a decade of being in business and moving across the country, Amber felt something was missing and she wanted to not feel crippled by anxiety. Her healing began in 2016, and as she returned to her artistic roots and made time for creating on a regular basis. Finding so much success in her own life, Amber began Women Create Weekly in 2018, a blog and online membership to help women find themselves again through art, which sounds exactly like what we do here. So that's awesome. Welcome, Amber. Thank you. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. So can you please share some of your story and your path that brought you here? Yeah. Um, like you mentioned, um, moving cross country, that was the first time I took a break from being a photographer uh, for over a decade. And it was like I was on vacation at first. And that was in the fall. And I started homeschooling my kids. And that was really fun to spend time with them because I've always put my heart on my business. And because um, it's fun when people are throwing money at you and singing your praises and motherhood's not as glamorous. And so I had a harder time um, with finding satisfaction with that. So that was a good kind of break. And then um, February, January, February came along and I really was like, who am I? And, you know, and, and now looking back, February is just a, del- a, a hard month. Just it's the middle of winter and and not having clients and that kind of thing to push me through. It get, led me to a lot of introspection. Um, and uh, I started to make, to make stuff again. Um, but in the meantime, also my anxiety was stronger because I'm like my personal crisis kind of thing. So I tried some medications and the first one didn't work. And then cold turkey, they switched me to a new one. And I was like dead on the couch for two days straight. And it, I'd never experienced anything like that before, and it gave me a great appreciation, um, really, for I was okay, but then I was really not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily, that medicine started working, and I was on it for a few months. Um, I accidentally weaned myself off, um, and uh, it the symptoms, biggest symptoms, um, never came back. So my biggest symptoms for everybody's anxiety, I don't know if your listeners have anxiety or what kind of healing people are are dealing with, but um, everybody's anxiety has a little bit different flavor. Um, My biggest symptom was like somebody grabbed my stomach and just kind of held it tight there. Um, 
and I, you know, over worrying about things and that sort of thing. And, and what I loved about being on the medicine is it kind of just relaxed my stomach. So I didn't have to like think and focus and try to force it to relax, that it could just relax. And then I noticed I pushed my tongue through the roof of my mouth and I could say, okay, relax my tongue, relax my neck, relax my shoulders and, and kind of talk myself through the little tweaks instead of trying to battle this big dragon in my stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also, in, the, in that time, um, started doing a lot of personal development. I went to a personal development um, uh, conference that was intense and really good. Um, and I also got a life coach and um, continuing to do some things I've always done, like journaling and, and that sort of thing. But um, I think the overarching biggest change for me was making time to do something creative on a regular basis. Um, and looking back, I, in elementary school, I would think second grade at least, but when people would say, you know, describe your hobbies and what, you know, your attributes, I'd always write creativity as the first thing on my list because I was like, I'm creative. Mm-hmm. And I had a mother who was an artist and a creative and her mother was also creative. And so it was, um, it was really neat to rediscover this prior view of myself, which I kind of already knew, but when you get in the thick of motherhood and life and craziness, you forget. And so it was neat to discover that again and kind of explore what that looks like now as an adult. Um, And so there's a lot of perfectionism that kind of holds you back and, you know, negative self-talk and kind of pushing through that and still doing some stuff. And, um, you know, and you have that imposter syndrome of you're not an artist and, you know, you see all these people who are successful with 50,000 followers on Instagram and creating all this stuff and everybody's buying their stuff immediately. And um, I didn't aspire to be a famous artist. I just wanted to create, I just wanted to make stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so that just making time for that on a regular basis really started to change things for me. Yes. Yeah. And that's how you came up with your um, membership is, is through that? Yes. Can you mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about your membership uh, I would, slate and how, you, how that works? Yeah, I would love to. Yeah. Um, the very first idea I had was doing boxed kits, and that was before they were pretty common. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't have the bandwidth to uh, be packaging orders and gathering those supplies and it. Um, I liked the actual creating process. Um, so, but the initial ideas I've kind of worn, worn like I had uh, monthly projects that were going to be all kits, but instead now it's virtual and um, we have the lists of things of what products and so a lot of people have um, supplies already. Um, so last uh, November of 2018, um, I beta launched um Women Create Weekly to have monthly projects and we um, meet weekly for live instruction over Zoom. And uh, I had three people sign up in my beta launch. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was so exciting to me because um, it's, it's something brand new. I don't know. It's a mix of art and personal development. So it's, it's becoming a better person of, a whole person as well as mixed in with the actual art skills um, that we're doing. 
And so it's, there may be other out there and I'm excited. I'm, I'm really, I love meeting people who are creative minded and seeing the good things they're doing in the world. So mm -hmm. I can't wait to meet more people who are doing creative things too. Right. Um, but, but yeah, it's been neat. They, I love getting cards in the mail and I, um, ever since I was little. And so that's part of it too, that you get a card that has a color, um, a mantra that you color um, to guide our conversations for the month during class. And those that can't meet live with us get to see the replays in the membership area. And it's about just improving your life in the lots of different ways through creativity and through introspection and um i find that those who join the membership that success and that spark of creativity carries over to into everything in their life with their motherhood and their jobs um it, it just makes you feel more alive yeah absolutely i mean that's that's what i do as a creativity coach it, and i specialize in healing with creativity so it's really about, you know, having creativity in your life is healing. doesn't matter what, what type of creativity, it's healing. But when you intentionally do things um, towards your healing, it's, it's even magnified, right, it, mm -hmm. to a greater level. And so, yeah, I, I love the model that you have put together. I just think that's amazing. And it, it sounds... Um, like, yeah, it, it's, an, it's an amazing model. I just think that would be something that I can think of like a dozen people off the top of my head who would absolutely love that, <laughs> right? Like yeah. more than just like taking one course, learning one thing that those weekly projects and you go or not go or I, I just, yeah, off the top of my head. So I because I've, yeah, because I was an art major and I've taken lots of, of uh, art classes um, as uh, in my adult life, I guess I was an adult in college too, <laughs> in my later adult life. <laughs> um, I've taken a number of, of classes, I took a pottery class and some other things and um, like a drip painting. I did a little drip painting class one day. Mm -hmm. um, the problem with those kinds of things is that it's a one and it's done and then you're back to your regular life and it doesn't encourage you to incorporate it in different ways to make creativity a way of life. Right. It's just a one-time event, which are fun and you have them on your wall and that's great. Um, and then I say about the membership is that if, you know, you went on, you're going on vacation or whatever, you can tune in when you can make it and it's not a pressure of um, a one-time thing that you're going to miss. It's just part of your way of life. And so. Yeah, no, I absolutely love that. And I think that feeds into sort of like or my next question. Um, and what does healing with creativity mean to you? And you can maybe just expand on that a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think when creativity can be spatially, like you can purge a closet, you can put in order your living room, um, you can write a heartfelt note to someone you love, you're creating bonds, you're creating experiences. Um, and I think an important part of that is artistically as well, um, that when you are making something that wasn't there before, there's a sense of accomplishment and a sense of purpose and a sense of direction um, and curiosity. And when you find that, follow that curiosity, you discover more about yourself that you didn't even know that you were missing. 
Um, and second, I would say, so there's so the actual creating process in all those different forms. And I think the second would be connections. That our souls are meant to connect. And it's really important that you find a creative friend, somebody who's not going to shoot you down, who's going to be happy and supportive of whatever you're going to do, mm-hmm. that you can share in that kind of safe space, um, a friend or a community that's going to encourage you to continue your practices and just check in on you. Hey, what are you creating lately? Um, that you get to be like, well, I should get back to that. <laughs> or guess what I did, you know, so that, that the actual creating process in lots of different ways and that connection. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And I, I actually have that with some of my clients is, is just that check-in, right? And, and seeing that they're, and not to see if they're doing what they told me they were going to do, but like, are you creating? What did you create? I don't care if you didn't do the project we talked about, but what did you create this week, right? And yeah. it, it's really, the connection part is really important. Yeah. And there's so many groups and membership, like yours sounds like perfect for that. But, you know, having a friend or finding a group online or anything like that to keep that connection, those creative connections going. Yeah. Do you think there's a driving force that inspires you? Uh, For me personally, I saw my parents um, doing a lot of good in the community um, in interfaith community and just serving in the school districts and all kinds of things, um, but mostly serving as an example, but it's serving our family as well. Mm-hmm. And so kind of my, my main driver is to serving, serve others um, to help better their lives and, and to serve God. I don't know if your listeners, um, if there's any religious affiliations or not, but call it goodness, light, truth, universe, whatever you want to call it, there is goodness. And that's, I think that's the source of this desire to follow creativity and to create things. And as we're, we're creative beings, but sometimes we can forget that, that we, we get so busy in everything that we do. We get either distracted by checklists or filling our needs that we forget that when we do try to look outside ourselves and that um, the service that we offer for other people, um, that does bring more goodness mm-hmm. into the world. And as we all do that, it just improves everything. Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And is there a past pain that's informed your life purpose? I think it would be a, a concoction mixed of anxiety, comparison, and perfectionism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that... I don't have um, huge traumas um, that I'm having to heal from, but it's, it's just life. It's, it's, um, I mean, ever since I was in grade school, it's like, if I got a 98%, what, what two points did I miss? Why didn't I get a hundred? And I had to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And um, it isn't until I created women create weekly that I found a way to push past that perfectionism and seeing myself make stuff and and making YouTube videos, seeing myself um, as imperfect as I am and being okay with that and coming to love that instead of thinking of what I have to change about myself. Um, and um, I've been a photographer since 2006 
and a lot of, um, I put my husband through grad school and supported our family. And it was a lot, anxiety was the driver in a lot of that business. Um, Mm-hmm. And, you know, if there's a better pricing structure or somebody else is blogging better or somebody else is posting more often or somebody else has more likes. And it was, it was completely like the driver in everything that I did. And I didn't, I wasn't even aware of it. I knew it, but I wasn't aware of it. Mm-hmm. And it's going through all the personal development that I've done and starting this new business from this place of curiosity and passion. It also helps that not everybody's trying to do the same thing. (laughs) Like there's lots of photographers out there. Um, But Women Create Weekly, I get to follow that curiosity and excitement and let that be the driver instead Mm -hmm. of comparison and anxiety. And it feels so different. Um, And getting to teach myself and others now to let go and follow their curiosity is, is super exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds amazing. Um, what is your uh, favorite creative healing modality for yourself? Um, honestly, I had to go Google that to know what you meant by that. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I saw a lot of awesome things that I've had, you know, little experiences with. So I think the thing that, um, what I love most is visualizations and affirmations. Um, I, when if you close your eyes and you tell me something, I can see it in my head. Um, and so when I've been guided through different experiences of visualizations um, and your mind populates the details of that visualization, it's um, really neat how so much can change in my understanding of myself mm-hmm. through one visualization. Yeah. And... Um, affirmations. I had, I've worked with a really great life coach and um, she'd have me write down um, the negative self-talk and then she would take it and turn it into positive affirmations that were brilliant. And um, saying those over time has been um, life-changing, honestly, to change the voice in my head instead of, because I used to beat myself up. I like walk past the pile of laundry and say, you know, you stink. You're not taking care of this and you never can keep a clean house. I just berate myself in my head mm-hmm. without even being aware of that. I was doing that. And, and you don't recognize the change until all of a sudden you're like, I don't say those things to myself anymore. Um, and so it's, it's been neat to be my friend to myself in my head mm-hmm. through those affirmations changing my mind and how my internal. Yeah. I I use affirmations a lot in the work I do and it's so true the change they can make. And I, I really try for myself to, um, to remind myself on a regular basis because we are much harder on ourselves than on anyone else. Um, So what is your greatest accomplishment to date? That's a really good question. Um, the thing that I'm most excited about is what we've already talked about of starting Women Create Weekly, mm-hmm. that I had this idea and I built it from the ground up because um, I've built a business before with photography, but there's so many um, resources on how to do that. And 
this has been exciting to to do something. It's been nerve wracking and crazy and thrilling and hard <laughs> um, because it's it's following my creativity and what I can make out of it, which is um, uh, scary and fun. <laughs> yeah. um, obviously, I have four beautiful children and learning how to try to homeschool them has been exciting and challenging and having two businesses and homeschooling. Um, it's, um, I saw there, um, what's that app called? It, it came out for a short while and then it fizzed out, but, um, you could watch them live. And so she was, this photographer was, um, Periscope, that's what it's called. Mm, so right. she was um, periscoping and her kid was walking by and she's like, oh yeah, I'm homeschooling. And that was the first time I thought you can be a photographer and homeschool. Like I didn't, couldn't even think that was mm -hmm. how you would be able to do that. And um, so it's been, uh, it's been a, a fun balance to try to figure out, but um, I'm grateful that um, that I've been able to craft a life that I love and that mm -hmm. fits us. Yeah, that's great. I have a daughter who homeschools and runs two businesses as well. And as she has two kids, so it's, it's a lot. Um, but her husband is also home with her because uh, they run the businesses together. So it, it helps a bit. So I can, I can totally understand how that would be a lot for you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> My husband is a professor, so he gets to be with big kids all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you could change one aspect of our society through your work, what would it be? Ooh, I, I think teaching women, specifically mothers, to create. Mm -hmm. Because um, when their children see them creating, the children mimic that, they shadow that, and they participate in that. Mm -hmm. And um, there'll be a resurgence of creativity. In the future, you'll have less adults saying, oh, I can't do art, and people are gonna explore and be more open and um, teachable and sharing life in a different way. Um, my mother, um, a third of her bedroom was her art table and all her art supplies. So I got to use, you know, super expensive art supplies from the time I was little. So I knew, you know, how to use the good stuff and, and how to take care of it really well. And, um, her mom as well. And, and I think, uh, this one time I was at this event at a library and this man was showing everybody how to make these clay little whistles. So you form the top and the bottom and you have to put the thing through. So then the holes. And so you get this whistle and this little girl was there and she'd been there for like half an hour and she was there before us and her mom came over and she just berated her and she's like, what are you doing? You're taking too long. Why can't you figure this out? And she was just ridiculing her to not be able to perform. Mm -hmm. as the mom thought she could and finally I looked over and the daughter was had disappeared and the mom was sitting in her spot trying to get it to work and she was frustrated like she couldn't get it to work either and then she just disappeared and I thought how sad is that the daughter was laughing and having the best time like joking around and getting help from the 
from the instructor and just was having the best time. Mm-hmm. And how little experience is like that of the perfectionism of parents crush that spark in kids. Yeah. And so then you have adults saying, oh, I'm not creative. I'm not creative. And it's so that's one, it's one reason why I want to teach um, mothers specifically. And I don't say mothers, it's women create weekly. Um, but but when you have the mother creating, possibilities just explode for the child. Yeah. There's one woman who joined my membership whose daughter, she wanted to get her daughter to this art thing. Or she'd got her these little squishies that you paint. I don't know, they, they're called something. <laughs> but she got these squishies and, they, and, and I said, what if you painted one of them with her? And she saw you painting. Like what would that say to her, your daughter? that this is important enough and fun enough that I want to do it with you. And I mean, she's always going to remember that mom painted one with me. Yeah. And, um, I have a lot of people that I know who are willing to children, but I don't realize what an effect it would have for them Mm -hmm. in their lives as well. Yeah. Yeah. So true. I really like that one. What inspirational advice would you give someone who's struggling? Um, my, I have two thoughts. Um, my first um, phrase came in, in college. Uh, my roommate would say it to me. Um, and it is, all you can do is all you can do. And all you can do is enough. Mm-hmm. And... Um, for those of us with anxiety, there's always something else we should be doing and, and this other thing we have to do and this and this and this. And though I haven't done this for three years and I was supposed to do that, like, and, and our mind just go and go. And, um, but so I love that phrase. It's repetitive and it helps you realize that all you can do is enough. Um, and the, the second thought is really recent, actually, in the last few days. Um, it's kind of, I think it just came to me. I don't think I've heard anywhere. <laughs> just watch. It's quoted by somebody else. Um, it is that everything is as it should be. And um, to me, that phrase is that it's okay to be in the struggle. Um, my kids are fighting or I didn't get the dinner on in time or I'm running late to piano lessons. There's no use in sitting there with my stomach, my stomach in knots beating up myself every minute, watching the, you know, the minutes click by knowing that, oh, maybe the piano teacher's upset at me because we're late again. And, and just like whipping yourself for being in the situation you're at. And so today, especially I've been practicing, um, can you tell I had piano lessons today? Um, Just that phrase that everything is as it should be. And letting yourself be, even if, even if life stinks, like there's, it's, it's how it should be. Mm-hmm. And there's something that you're going to grow from that. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. And do you have an inspirational quote that sums up your life journey or would that be it? Oh, I actually have one and it's okay. Really good. And it's a little bit long and okay. I'm sure people have heard this before. Um, but this quote is by Marianne Williamson and, uh, it talks about our letting our true selves shine. 
Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our fear, from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Mm -hmm. Yes, I have heard it before, but when you, when you hear it right after talking about similar ideas, it's like, wow, yeah, it really does encompass everything, right? And yeah, that's great. Because all the listeners of your podcast, as they hear all these, these stories of creativity, hopefully at the end of each episode, they're like, I want to go do something. Because that, like seeing somebody share be, being liberated from their fear, that mm -hmm. sparks that possibility, that discovery of well, what can I do? How can I contribute to the world? Right. Yeah. And, and it's true. I mean, that's one of the reasons that I started this uh, to get more people creating because healing or create creativity is healing. And so the more we create, the more we heal ourselves. Right. And so yeah. just sparking that interest in people and having enough, you know, like, Oh, they can do it. It's, I can do it. You know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. So thank you for that. Is there, is there anything else you'd like to add that we maybe didn't discuss today or, you know, just want to let listeners know? Yeah. Um, I recently watched this uh, neat YouTube video about, it was this artist that had studied under these different comic book um, geniuses, which I knew nothing of about, but I could appreciate as he was sharing all the, their styles and their, mm -hmm. their skill. Um, and he was encouraging to um, make making marks on a regular basis and letting your hand dance across the paper. And, and it just inspired me to, to do that. And he used um, charcoal that made some different kinds of shapes, but I just grabbed a ballpoint pen. And, and since then I've tried um, just for a few minutes every day to make some shapes. And sometimes it's more like Zentangle. So it's more like calculated little, you know, shapes and stuff. And sometimes it's more expressive and, and clouds and lines and shading and, and, but as you, as you do that kind of insignificant mm -hmm. activity, it lets you learn how to play and give yourself permission to not be scared by the blank paper. Mm -hmm. um, and one other thing that I've shared with my group and um, with other um, podcasts, which I find so helpful, is what I call the seven minute challenge. So you choose two of your favorite songs, um, upbeat, relaxing, whatever it is uh, that your favorite songs are, and then tackle whatever it is you're resisting. You can do anything for seven minutes. If you have to clean your desk, if you have to send an email that you don't want to send, um, if you have to tackle some kind of project, usually by the time seven minutes up, you've either finished it or you've got momentum and you're good to finish the, the task. Yeah. yeah, I love that. And it's so true. There's so many things that we, we put off and put off that really only take you know, under seven minutes, 
to complete. Mm -hmm. And yet we put them off for months mm -hmm. sometimes just in that fear, procrastination, whatever you want to call it. And, and we don't complete it. Yeah. Yeah. My business coach, uh, we, she, we're talking about terms and conditions and I'd been waiting for uh, like weeks and weeks of a meeting to put it up. And she's like, what if you do it? Like just do it, you know, set yourself a timer. And I was like, okay, I set myself a timer for seven minutes and I got it done in five. Yeah. And I was like, how many weeks have I been putting this off? And I got it done in five minutes, posted, linked, like link put at the bottom of my page and everything. It was, it was easy to just yeah. get it done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I totally get that one. <laughs> I've gotten much better, but I totally understand it. And <laughs> I want to thank you so much for being here today. And uh, for our listeners, um, I hope you enjoyed us to, uh, this discussion today. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. And in the meantime, I wish for you amazingly creative days. Thank you for listening in. Please remember to like, share, subscribe wherever you are watching or listening. You can find us at www.creativeu.ca. That's www.creative and the letter u.ca because we're in Canada reaching out to the whole world. See you next time on the Creative Soul Healing Podcast.